This is Hawkside Guns Podcast. Hello and welcome to Hawkside Guns Podcast. This week... We've talked about, in fact, gun rescue for a very long time, both on this cast and off of it. And we thought we'd kind of go through a couple of those for uh, for you guys. We're going to post some stuff on the sites. We decided we'd go down that road, and we're going to have a little series here on the cast about how to do that, why we do it, and, and what you get out of the end of it. And some problems. And some issues. Because <laughs> uh, there's... <laughs> Hello, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I am with him. He's right. excited about this cast. He didn't even say, and one, which I normally say, hello. So I'll just say, hello. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, well, you're with the king of uh, the king of rambling, so it's, it's, it's going to happen. But yes, I, in fact, am looking forward to this. Uh, we wanted to do this cast yesterday, but because of Noah's Ark-level floods in the area, uh, in the North Texas area where we are last week, we decided not to go and turn our cars into boats. Uh, so this one, we've been sitting on this one for a couple of weeks and really Bona came up with the idea. Yeah, what we decided to do is if we were going to do a rescue series and talk about some details, some things that we do, things that we buy, how we set up, how much time it takes, uh, our, what kind of changes we may make. One of the things we thought about doing and, and uh, we talked about is just go to a gun show and pick up. A rescue gun, not something we necessarily wanted, just something that needed a great deal of love, a great deal of care, uh, maybe worked really almost good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Shootable. Things, yeah, things like that. So that's what we decided to do. And we happened to find one a gun show out in Mesquite. And we've done a lot of shotguns. And you all know that. So when we went we decided that perhaps we would do something other than shotguns. If we could. now, If we could. Yeah. That's true. Sometimes we drift on you. Yeah, yes. that's true. Sometimes. We they, thought about it, by the way. I, but. I, we, both of us had one in our hand. Uh, look at this. We could fix this up with like 20 bucks, and it would be good as new, and we could sell it back. And, you know, but, but we kind of resisted. Uh, the Mesquite Gun Show is somewhere around, what, Six or eight hundred table. Yeah, I think, I think it's yeah. it's it's like seven hundred. Yeah, seven twenty five. Like that. Yeah, it's it's a seven, pretty. It's a pretty good size. It's not Fort Worth, but it's it's yeah. a pretty good size gun show. A pretty good size gun show. So we were pretty positive. Uh, any of the big three gun shows in our area, either Mesquite, Mesquite Rodeo, um, which we kind of lump those together, Allen or Fort Worth. Yeah, those uh, are the big three. For those us, are the anyway. big kind of groups that we do. Uh, would probably be good. So we we ha it happened to line up exactly with the Mesquite show. So we went out, and as Buana said, uh, we were trying to stay away from shotguns. Uh, my wife has suggested to me that I have a sufficient amount, but the and that's probably to be fair true. Uh, I I really <laughs> I, how polite. I, <laughs> I have a few. Has more than I do, yeah, and I got a couple. It is in double digits now, all right? Let's just be, you know, uh, it's, uh, there's a lot. But we were looking for some other things. And so uh, what we were looking for is, ah, Project Gun. And 
uh, we had some stipulations for that. But one of the reasons before we kind of go into what we found and and what how we looked, and how we, we looked, and all that for. kind of stuff, is why you might want to get a project gun. And really, the answer is very simple: uh, we're cheap. And boy, it does kind of boil down to that <laughs> and we like guns and we're cheap yeah i guess that's about where it yeah sits. uh that's that's really kind of where it is there's uh, if you go out today and you go to any of your big box stores or or any retail gun shop or, or anything like that a decent firearm let's say a pistol for instance uh will cost you several hundred dollars in a sufficient caliber to be used probably for the number starts above like 400 i would say that's probably yeah. an accurate assessment for a reasonably okay gun okay gun it's not in a 22 you can probably get a 22 pistol right uh excluding some of the stuff like snub nose tauruses and stuff like that that are 125 bucks out of the box but you can get a quality name brand firearm uh of you know, 38 or better, or, you know, handgun for 38 or better caliber uh, for several hundred dollars. I would say 350 is the light end, but I'd say $400 is probably a, a good estimate. And up. Oh, yeah. As oh. you move into the automatics and. Yeah, you can, like a thousand dollars. and SIGs yeah. and things like that. Yeah, a thousand dollars out the door is, is not difficult to do depending on what you're getting. But uh, so there's there's the kind of pistol. So thing. we didn't figure we were going to get a pistol. We didn't. Uh, we were actually looking for rifles. Uh, and if you're if you're doing rifles again, it can range anything, right? But around two hundred fifty to two hundred seventy five dollars, you're talking. That's about right. You can get a Ruger ten twenty two for about two hundred fifty bucks, uh, roughly, and it goes kind of up from there. Uh, any, any again, calibers, brands, and all that kind of thing aside, uh, you can hit $1,000 and keep on going with, so, with rifles. So, so much for why we were doing it. Right. Uh, and we love guns, but we're, we don't have a lot of money. Like we said a couple casts ago, the Russian over and under that I bought uh, was the most I've ever spent in a firearm in my entire life, and that was, what, Four for four or five hundred dollars, something yeah, like that. It was under five. Yeah, it was four, four something. Four seventy five. Seventy. Yeah, yeah. I, it was four sixty five. Seventy five. Something, something like that. I had he to took something off. off. I can't remember. I think yeah. it was, the tag on it was four seventy five, and it came down like twenty bucks. Yeah, I had to, I had to borrow a hundred bucks from you. Yeah. I never, I never carry that much money to a gun show. So, and Bona had just bought the most expensive gun he had ever bought in his life, which, which by the way, was a twenty two. Which was a twenty two. Um, we told you about previously. Yes, that but it's that it, it's one of those B guns. Started with a B, a Browning. Brown. Yeah, you, you, Browning just double, just double the price. If it says Browning on it, just double whatever it is that you normally pay. So we buy cheap guns because honestly, you know, guns have been around for a long time. They've been manufactured and, and at good qualities, you know, for decades, and they hang around. And if you take good care of them, they'll they'll outlive you. If you take crappy care of them, they get cheap. So and that's really what we were out looking for. We went right. out to look for we figured we were just going to buy one to be honest with you. And we went out to to find something that had some steel on it and had some wood that would allow both of us to uh to play and uh probably a rifle. We were figuring maybe a 30 caliber something, a 308, a yeah. .30-06, an old Oh, just I thought an old, an old Marlin or something uh, uh, like that. You know, or, either a beat up Remington, you know, yeah. an old 
uh, ADL Remington. Maybe an old beat-up Ruger or, or something, something like that. Okay, yeah. yeah, an old 77 would have been lovely. Yeah, that's you actually, know? I thought that was probably what and, I was going to wind up with. Our preference was in the, the 308 range. You know, we don't need a, we'd have taken a 30 6 or even a 338, you know, something that big. Uh, but, you know, we were looking for something small in the, the 6 millimeter and up class, uh, maybe a 7 millimeter, some, some, you know, somewhere in that range. So that's what we went to the show to look for. And, of course, the first thing we found were shotguns <laughs> um, that, that needed a lot of love. But we were looking for things that had some rust on the steel, um, had some beat-up portions of the wood, maybe even a crack or, yeah. or a big chip out of it, you know, something that we could uh, mate to, to uh, another piece of wood, maybe do some two-color stuff. None of that worked out. Uh, no. Uh, it was uh, the stuff we found. I mean, we found, surprisingly, for some freaking reason, we found a lot of high caliber, like, like surplus war. I mean, a lot of grands. Which is not normal. No. Like, you know? never. Like, if you, we, we could have been hunting for grands. We wouldn't have found one. We don't want them. They just, they're. They were on every table. Just they were expensive too. I mean, they weren't. Well, it would have taken both of us range. to get one. Yeah, it would have. It would have taken but both of us to get one. But people think of that when they think of old guns to be restored, and that's because they were surplus. And gunsmiths that were coming into the industry used to use military guns because they were solid. Um, there were lots of them. They were inexpensive, and you could turn them into a sporter. Yep. So you could restock them. Uh, you could you could rebarrel them. You could you know hone the action. You could put trigger sets in them. There was plenty of things you could do to sportsterize it. You could drill and tap it for a scope. They were also uh, mil spec, which yeah. means everything tough, tough, you, tough yeah tough. every everything was just solid. Uh, so it was you uh, you could do a ton of stuff with, and it's still a big uh, if you can find them. If you can find them, it's still a big thing we today. Did not expect to, and we couldn't afford what we found. They are no longer <laughs> inexpensive. World War II was some time ago. Yeah. And, and the, uh, <laughs> the Vietnam surplus is a gun you won't touch. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. We, we, we're holding off on that particular cast because we still want people to like me first. You know, so he's waiting for that to find out who I really am with, with about an M16. But that's okay. We'll wait. Um, so we went looking, and that's what we looked for. We looked for something with a lot of rust that was still basically fun- functional, Maybe needed some woodworking on it. Maybe yeah, needed a lot of metal work. You know, yeah, it is the wrong color. Maybe needed need sights. Rust, you know, yeah, could sights, have been triggers, and any anything that would really kind of help illustrate what a gun rescue type of project would be. And we walked the show for God, what was it? About two hours? Yeah, it was long for us. Yeah, we normally in and out in about an hour and change. Uh, buying gun, like both of us with an arm, you know, with a fist full of guns. We're normally out and you know in and out in an hour, hour and a half, and um, we walked around for two hours and we're less than impressed. Um, we didn't. Uh, both of us came to the conclusion we really didn't want a shotgun. Not not having spoken that out loud, we just came to that conclusion, both of us. Uh, so when we canvassed the show and nothing really stood out, um, we started kind of walking back through, and we happened along the other side. We have a, a gun vendor. Who we bought, I don't know. Had to be seven, eight guns. Yeah, I mean, just a ton of them. 
uh, always there at the shows we're at or most of them and everything. And we walked down the other side of the table and I saw a, now let me preface this with, I'm a bit of a revolver whore. Um, just a touch. <laughs> so when I see wheel guns laying on a table, I have to look. And my favorite caliber is, is 38, 38 special, any, anything 38. Um, I, I love them. I am drawn to them. 32s as well. I like, I like a nice 32. I, uh, 32 would have been nice in this. One. Yeah. I, I'd, uh, uh, 32 is great. Um, that's not what I saw. Uh, you want to you want to tell him what I saw? Yeah, he saw a gun that I wanted, which was, <laughs> which was a mistake for him. Okay, it was it did not go well for him because I just picked it up and bought it. Uh, but basically, what we saw was an old Harrington and Richards nine twenty five. Nine twenty five comes in several barrel lengths. It's called a Defender. Um, it was actually modeled uh, after a Webley uh, military pistol. Webley did uh, two very popular uh, military pistols, one in uh, 38 and one in 455 or 45, uh, both used heavily in, in World War II by any of, of the Empire's armies. Um, India, Australia, uh, you know, the Chinese that they, they worked with, any, anybody, uh, in, including the English themselves. So this was a, a model that H&R took and downsized it a little bit and uh, turned it into a 38 Smith & Wesson. Now, 38 Smith & Wesson is not 38 Special. Um, if, if you ever consider such a thing, a 38 Smith & Wesson is a slightly larger, it's a fatter round than is a 38 Special or um, a standard 38 uh it's an old old caliber a lot of wheel gun shooters still use it um you're not going to go down to cabela's or bass pro or anywhere else and pick up a box uh probably you're going to end up having to order it online which i did by the way i refused to share with him but i i picked it's up true a he did i picked up a couple of boxes of that did you bring the gun sure. yeah did you bring the ammo no no, <laughs> no sorry anyway so that's what we found we found an h&r 925 with a two and a half inch barrel. Now it's a five round cylinder, which means it's a small gun. It's not a pocket gun, but it's a gun that you could slide into a coat pocket, for instance. It's that size weapon. And it's a top break. So the weapon breaks at the top, and then the, the there's an ejector rod underneath the barrel and it actually ejects the five rounds but when you go to a five round cylinder it shrinks the gun a little bit it was has a plastic handle on it um so we looked at it it was plenty of rust on it yeah that's <laughs> that's, that's first it was rusty is uh, a lot of a lot of metal work we're gonna have to do it uh, it, it is functional it does work it does lock up correctly. Uh, the rifling in the barrel is sound. Not great. Mm. But the round for a thirty-eight Smith & Wesson is kind of underpowered. Uh, they did that because many people made this kind of, of weapon. It was considered to be a reasonably inexpensive gun. And uh, because of that, the round itself, which was developed in the 18... 
80s, 90s, somewhere back in that neck of the woods, uh, still completed, competed with black powder guns. I mean, they were still black powder guns uh, back then. And it still shoots you, by the way. It, it's, uh, but it is indeed underloaded because the, the guns that they made, some of the makers did not make them really, really well. And uh, H&R was not like that. This is actually one of the better um, weapons that H&R did. Locks sound. Uh, the the cylinder locks up sound. Everything is is probably one of the better guns. When people think H&R, they normally think a couple of guns. The first one they think of is the triple nine, the Sportsman in which 22. Which you also have. Which I also have, which also uh, pleased me about this, <laughs> this particular thing. It's just a little larger. Um, that same lockup that's on a triple nine sportsman is on this defender, the nine twenty five. Uh, now just with a shorter barrel, so that's what I decided that I would get. Uh, we would take it, and it had when we looked at it, it had plastic grips. I didn't think anything of it. I, we saw a seam down the the center of the plastic. Oh, grips. I'll just make some grips for it. I'll It'll just be- make some grips for it. Well. <clears throat> We got it home, and as a project gun, you're going to find out that there are normally some surprises, and this was my surprise. Since I was going to do the woodwork anyway, um, this was my surprise. I undid two screws, and the handle came off, as in in a single piece. It is a wraparound plastic handle, so the entire center of it is hollowed out, and it braces itself against the bottom of the handle frame and the back of the handle frame and the front of the handle frame is open and it just slides right off the back. So to re-grip this particular gun is not going to be what we call fun. (laughs) What I'm going to have to do is uh, split they and and make essentially a two-piece grip and wrap it around the frame of the pistol itself which is actually pretty popular uh my my smith and wesson uh 38 special has the exact same kind of setup it it kind of goes over uh the back strap of the gun is pinned and has uh has part of the the front of the the handle frame open so it's it's kind of a classic style of of overhandling. Son of a gun to make. <laughs> okay, that's a lot of like Dremel work. Okay. Yeah, that's that's gonna be that's gonna be more than you thought it was. That's yeah, for sure. it was. I expected to be out of this for not a lot. But, yeah. But this well, is, it's this gonna, is be gonna be a little, little different now. Yeah. But uh, that's the surprise and the yeah. wonder of doing projects. Guys. But uh, to be fair, you know, so that we can kind of tell you how this suits up if you wanted to buy let's say a 38 special or any other type of 38 based wheel gun uh in decent shape you're talking we'll say the bottom end of that is around 300 dollars. the top end's around seven or eight so you're and we got in and out of that for what was it, about 200 bucks under 200 bucks. it was under yep. 200 bucks yeah uh, so because Just of, under 200, but yeah, but it was under 200 bucks and we, you know, he carried it around the show and at least two people stopped him. Hey, what is that? You selling that? What is it? What is, you know, so, um, they're difficult to find, you know, they're not, they're not what catches your attention. Uh, that's the other thing. Sometimes they're in a corner of a table somewhere. Right. Or in a box or this or, one was. Yeah. It was like pushed way up in the corner because all the, all the, and this is something about shows. 
all the really cool stuff, the shiny ones, the chrome ones, it's the nickel plated ones, the new front. ones. It's all in front. They want you to pick them up. They want you to hold them. They want you to fall in love with them. They want you to get those guns. Okay, the used stuff, if you've got a big table or a, a big vendor or something like that, is going to be tucked up in corners or shoved under stuff or, you know, it's not really going to be, unless they're they're specialty dealers, you know, and they exclusively deal in used guns, which there are people, there are vendors like that. But typically, the real finds of the show are normally kind of tucked up under stuff. This was one of those. It was tucked up high on a table, kind of up in a corner. And unless you're really looking, you won't see it. You know, they're, they've got all every gun, every pistol around it was 150 to $250 more than, than this one. Um, but because it's in not the best shape. Oh, how polite. <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't have bought it to shoot it. Well, yeah, he brought. We, we're gonna take some pictures we, of it. We're, it's. Well, uh, we have pictures. We'll we'll put those on. We'll put those on, yeah. including the handle that's one piece plastic, <laughs> which was a thing back when that was made. Um, you know, it wasn't just like some kind of. Uh, they do. They, a lot of them did plastic handles, and there's yeah, plastic. Yeah, it was handles. made in the uh, 60s, 70s. Yeah, I when think that was when, when kind of a was trend. Actually, the weapon itself was made. The round has been around for yeah, a long an incredibly time. long time. Yeah, a long time. But uh, uh, And it is different. Please keep that in mind. They are not interchangeable. You can't slip, even though it'll fit. Yeah. You can't slip Don't a 38 into a 38 Smith & Wesson. And it doesn't work. Okay, yeah, it's not going to God forbid well. you put a 38 Special in there. <laughs> it's just way too much horsepower for the pistol. And it won't fit. This round will not fit in a 38 Special revolver so you can't go the other way yeah but it uh, is very specific in a specific application uh, and, and that's true let's we'll go ahead and take a second for that that's yeah. true of older guns true you know don't uh don't try and make something happen for you you know just if you don't want to shoot the caliber don't don't buy the gun um absolutely you shoot what is designed for the weapon the older the weapon they'll tend to be underloaded it's like buying uh eight millimeter mauser rounds they are nowhere close to what they fired in World War II, but because they don't know the shape of the weapon, the the kind of even though they're rock solid normally, um, manufacturers ammunition manufacturers underload it, and unless you have somebody who and we talked about hand loading previously, unless you have somebody who can hand load things, or you have a, a special dealer. Um, you're going to get a slightly underpowered round. Now, a 38 Smith & Wesson will still, it will go through clothing. <laughs> okay, it's still a pistol. <laughs> Bigger it, than the 22 guys. It, was, yeah. it was carried as a firearm, so uh, it's still a good load, but uh, it's nowhere near the horsepower of a 357 or 38 Special. Or, or even a modern 9mm. Like no. I mean, not no. even close. Well, 9mm is close to I said modern nine millimeter. You yeah. got some of those high powered, you know, yeah. rounds now that just so, have incredible ballistics. But we we do have some pictures, and uh, we'll post I, that stuff up we'll uh, post along that with the up. cast. Um, let's see here. Is there anything else about the? Oh, the sights were in good shape. Um, Actually, they are. They, I was they, surprised. Uh, they're kind of blocky because it's a, a def the name of the pistol is a Defender, so it's billed as a personal defense. Uh, pistol and especially with a two and a half inch barrel 
Yeah, you're uh, not so going to get a lot of range it's on not, it. It's not something, you know, <clears throat> good. It's, you know, you move it away from the guy's body before you shoot, but that's about <laughs> it, you know. It doesn't have to uh, physically be touching somebody. To yeah. them. <laughs> it'll, it'll take care of that. But uh, It's not a punch um, glove, but other than that. Here, and it does not have, it has a uh, combination uh, hammer drop. So it's got a, a flat hammer that hits a pin, a uh, firing pin. So it's not like an old Smith & Wesson that just uh, has a spur on the hammer that goes all the way down and, and actually strikes the primer. It's not like that. So it's got a, an internal firing pin safety to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not got a half cock, but, but uh, it keeps you from dropping it and having the round go off. Um, yeah, that's bad. Yeah. Uh, so that well, you can do that on an old yeah, thirty-eight. You know, you, you can. push them right through the the back of the frame into a primer. Um, so the the trigger's not in bad shape. We'll have to polish that to make it a touch smoother. Uh, clean it up to uh, to make it lock correctly. There's a rust even on the the steel of the trigger. Yeah, there's there's uh, it's so got there's, a fair amount of rust on it. We're gonna have to take uh, that thing it's down. It's a little bit rusty. But it's a lovely five shot. A little bit rusty. It's about the same rusty my thirty eight was. It's slightly better than the thirty eight. Uh, <laughs> Not thir- much better. Thirty eight was ugly. This yeah, it, no, ugly. it was. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, it was. My thirty eight was ugly, but but that one's not a, not quite as maybe bad. a grade better. But that's about it. Yeah. I mean, if mine was an F, that's a D right there. Yeah. Well, it's more like my high school grades, D and F. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You were never like that though. No, you know? no, no. Yeah. Straight A student, as I recall. Once I got to art school, yes. Yeah, yeah. Had to get him out of high school. Okay. <laughs> mm, but we'll tell you. But never mind. We we I got PhD. Even I'm now. drifting. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. It's uh, it's a cute little gun. We'll put it on the the, the website for you. Um, the cylinder uh, does directly come uh, right out of the frame. It's a just a single little uh, uh, button lever release to get that out. You'll see that. It's a beautiful little gun. It has very, very interesting and clean lines. It's and just I, got some I, lovely lines, and I, I fell it. in love with it. So rather, we thought for a while we were just going to do the pistol because we had that. But when we got it for under 200 bucks and we had 300 between us, we said, well, what else is there? Yeah. So while he was doing the paperwork for that and filling out the government forms and all that kind of stuff, saying he wasn't a terrorist and all the et cetera things, um, although as many guns as we buy, we should be on speed dial by now. Um, but especially with that freaking vendor, we fill out his <laughs> damn paperwork. And he didn't want to give us a deal on that either. <sighs> you know, he gave the itty bitty. Well, we, we, we kind of bent him over He liked that gun. You could tell he wasn't going to. Because well, sometimes we talk him down like with extra coupons and things. He wasn't having none of that. No, he sees us coming and goes, oh, here they go. Yeah, this is going to go. And he was not, he still hadn't forgiven us for bending him over that browning either when he was flush and he had a bunch of guns. Yeah, and... well, that was our fault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was talking about a shotgun. Yeah, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so while he went to finish the paperwork, I had 100 bucks left. Or a hundred and change. And I went through, I just started going back through the show going, okay, there has to be something here with, with that I can do for, for the rest of this cash. Cause we had a pistol, which meant I could do a shotgun. I could do a rifle. I could do almost anything. And so I started kind of back searching the show and I, I, we grazed by it cause it was at the whole other end, kind of near the beginning where we were just trying to find like the thing and weren't 
quite as picky about stuff and weren't looking quite as hard. But I remembered something vague about it, and I remember it beat up. It had a beat-up stock, and it was pretty rusty. I just, but I didn't remember what the hell it was. So I went, scoured the aisles and stuff, and found a rifle. And this rifle was just a, a Nat's ass over 100 bucks. It was 100 and change. And it was a 22 long rifle caliber Lakefield Mark II. If you don't know what that is, and if you've you've ever you know shot rifles or something like that, you actually do know what a Lakefield Mark II is because uh, in 1995, Savage Arms bought them, and it the Lakefield Mark II became the, the Savage, Savage Mark, Mark II. II, which is like one of the most popular behind the Ruger. Yeah, if you want a bolt action, it is probably. Almost, uh, um, should I say it's the most? It's, I, yeah, it's, they it's sell way, an awful lot it's of It's way popular. <laughs> it's super popular. A Savage Mark II can be bought. It you can know, be like it is, uh, like 100 different styles of it. That yeah, they make, I mean, you know? they, Savage makes every kind for competition, for target shooting, for hunting, for plinking, for anything. In I any looked at kind that of, and said, is that a Savage? And he went, no, it's a Lakefield. I said, no, it's a Savage. So I, I, okay, I've seen yeah, that, but I, okay. I, I, uh, I just got my. I wanted him not to steal the pistol. <laughs> I don't care what rifle he got, but it looked like a savage to me. Yeah. Well, that's because uh, Savage, when they bought Lakefield, bought Lakefield for the the tooling, the patent, and all that kind of stuff to make the Mark II. They wanted a bolt action twenty two that they could expand the line on. And there wasn't anyone better than Lakefield to take as a as a base platform to do a good bolt action uh, twenty two. Oh, it's solid. That's for sure. It is. It is. It's very solid. Um, this one is obviously before ninety five when they uh, became Savage Lakefield, Lakefield, and then just yeah. just flat out Savage. Yeah. Um, they they did Savage Lakefield for a little bit. Um, Not very long. No, like two years. Remember, that's it. I can't remember yeah. how long it was. There's about two years where it was Savage and Lakefield, and then they just became Savage. So this is before 95, and I think after the 80s somewhere was the development of the Mark II. So um, it's 80s, 90s gun. Uh, it is in dubious shape uh yeah damn near the same shape as the pistol yeah is, there's it's, a lot uh, of rust on it there's a lot of rust um but there's the, the uh, inside liner is clean we don't have to reline it nope nope we don't the, have to the barrel it. the rifling in it is clean so one yeah. of the things we were concerned about when we looked at a rifle not so much on a pistol but on a rifle is uh the lining you can reline a a, a rifle and basically you drill out the hole uh, the barrel, and then you put a, a new liner in it. And you buy a liner or have the the tube cut correctly. And we really weren't equipped to do that from a machinist's perspective. So no. if we got one of those, we'd had to invest in somebody to reline it uh, if, if the barrel wasn't good. We can handle pretty much anything else. But neither one of us. I got a wood lathe, but but nothing that a machine yeah, lathe nothing, would do. Yeah, nothing a machine <sighs> lathe to do to do barrel work um, uh, so that we wanted. We to could do. tap it. I mean, we could. Yeah, we we could the drilling and tapping for a scope or something like that. Um, we couldn't dovetail it, but we could have tapped it. Yeah, if it needed it, but it didn't. No, uh, it's it's got it. Do, it did come with a, uh, a Timber King four by thirty two scope on it. 
which is in remarkably good. Which is probably what the hundred dollars was, because it sure probably wasn't the rifle. No, <laughs> it was, uh, the rifle's seen some better days. Um, the uh, the the scope brackets are not so great. We're gonna have to fix those. But um, the stock is in. We'll just call it piss poor shape. Um, it's wow. it's yeah, still kind of. It's got some chunks out of it. It's got some scratching problems. We'll, we'll put some pictures on that, too. But one of the things that we were tickled with is it's checkered. And I, lo- first of all, I love checkering. Um, but it, but checking is, is sometimes, um, we'll just say roughly handled. And it, and it takes a lot of abuse. And, and he is actually excellent at re-checkering stuff that's already checkered i mean he he's just very patient he'll sit in front of a war movie or a football game and and recheck an entire stock yeah which is what i plan to do with he's this not one. touching my pistol though that's gonna be smooth black <laughs> smooth black pistol. walnut if i get my choice i'm looking for the piece of wood by the way. that's all right <laughs> well this is uh and and to me you know when i look at something like that it has checking on it which i love um, it does need some love. I need to, to kind of get back in there and, and straighten out some lines and, and kind of fix some of the uh, fix some of it here. But um, it's got dents. It's got scratches. It's got nicks. It's got all kind you know chips out of it and all that kind of thing. The uh, the finish is is no dents in the barrel by the way. No, the dents no, are on all the scope in the stuff. mounts. Yeah, the scope mounts are and a trigger sad. guard that that has um, yeah. a few. <clears throat> A little bit of wear. Yeah, that's uh, some rust and some pits and some all kinds but of stuff. But nothing on the barrel. Except nothing rust. on the barrel. Um, I might keep the scope, but um, I'm thinking about putting a, uh, you know, a wildly expensive uh, sixteen dollar green dot ah, red sight on it. Red sight on it. You know, green <laughs> dot, dot sight. Yeah, dot sight on it. You For know, old men who can't see through a scope anymore, <laughs> <laughs> which is what I keep on all of mine now. Yeah. Uh, all but, three uh, of them have like $16 <laughs> Amazon scopes. On yeah, it. but it does have uh, a uh, sling rings on it. They are mounted straightish. Uh, we'll just say that. Um, they're not perfect, but I don't require them to be. Uh, they're not, you know, an inch off center like uh, some some guns that we have done in the past. Uh, but the thing I liked about it. It won't have to be redrilled anyway. No, no, no. It's and, not that bad. We've plugged holes on things before. Yeah. I mean, we've we've done that, too. But the thing I liked about it was uh, one, it was 100 bucks and, and change, which is about what I had. I think I was five dollars shy of spending all the money we had uh, on on guns. But it was 100 and change. Not not too bad. Uh, but. What it was, and Bono will tell you this. Um, I love bolt actions. Uh, I. You'd think he was born at the turn of the century. <laughs> Revolvers and bolt actions, you know. I mean, we shoot. Uh, Not 22s, even an automatic. Twenty twos. I gave him an automatic. I, I tried to give him a lever. No. Well, nope. it's a bolt action and a revolver. Oh, I love them. Love them, love them, love them. So uh, it was a bolt action. It's one of the better, in my opinion, it's one of the better twenty-two bolt actions around. Uh, you can get everything for it. Everything Savage makes for the Savage Mark II will fit cross. on yeah, a lake it'll field. Cross. It'll cross to a lake field. So if I ever want to change, or or my, my daughters or Bona or somebody ever say, hey, could you take that gun and just, you know, put put a synthetic stock on it or a competition stock on He's it? He's already or... tried to trade that $100 piece of junk for my revolver. <laughs> 
Um, yes, yes, I can. Uh, so, <laughs> ignoring that comment, but yes. Um, look, I just I'll I'll inherit it. It's it's. it's oh, listen, to it this will thing. be mine. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, as long as mom doesn't like it, I'm in good shape, you know? Yeah. Uh, but <clears throat> you can do anything to, to a Lakefield Mark II that you could do to a Savage Mark II. So if I ever wanted to restock it, I could. If I ever wanted to rescope it, I could. They make sighting systems for it. I was going to say, you, got, you, you, you could do pin sights on it. Yeah, I mean, they, they make all, all kinds, kinds of stuff of for it. Uh, they make all on. kinds of clips for it. If I wanted to, to change the, the style or the uh, amount of... of rounds that it can carry although i do kind of like the half banana clip thing um it's or you know the the curved clip that it's got um they they do all kinds of stuff for it it is a solid solid platform for very not a lot of money um a the most basic to give you an idea of of the amount of money that you kind of save with this kind of thing the most basic savage mark ii Right now, um, two thirty-five. Yeah, it's it's about two forty-five. Is is the 45? is is the cheapest one that they have, um, <laughs> and it's it's just a it's not even wood. It's it's you know the uh, the the black composite yeah, nylon stuff, uh, which is a fine gun. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Especially I prefer, if you're out in the weather, but yeah, I mean it's it's basically weatherproof. I mean they're they're indestructible, uh, but I mean already right there you're you're saving a hundred bucks um, now. If you want the higher end wood model uh, like this, I think it's a Mark II FV something or something like that. Uh, you're at another 150, so you're you know you're now at almost 400 bucks. Well, let's tell them what you're going to do to it. <clears throat> well, the first thing I'm going to do is uh, we've we've experienced this before. We almost. We almost uh, hurt ourselves one time with a browning. Um, the first thing I'm going to do is take all the rust off of it because uh, yeah, you want to stop. Do, you want to stop the rust, and and that's what will be the cast after this. What we're going to do here with this series, or try to do, is give you some pictures of you know what we started with, and then the tools and and the amount of time and the process we use to recover some of this, which is very simple. Don't don't uh, get me it's wrong. Not, it's, it's, it's not, not difficult. It's just um, does take a little time. It, it is time consuming, and there are, there are occasional surprises. Uh, I don't think he'll <laughs> find a surprise on this gun. I don't um, think so. But we did find a surprise on a revolver. You know, you I'm will find. Sure. Yeah, you do it often enough. You will find something. You're like, oh. That's what is that? Oh, there should have been a pin there. Uh, <laughs> I don't think this screw is stock. Uh, <laughs> um. Yeah, there's there's some stuff like that, uh, but you you can do this. There there exists all the materials out there. They're not expensive. Um, you can you can make a very very functional weapon that is worth. Actually, you can shoot them the way they are. Actually, you could. I could take this out in the woods and go hunting or plinking or whatever I wanted to do and throw it away next year, and nobody care. I you wouldn't feel bad about it. You it's, know. It's uh, it's that kind of thing. It doesn't mean they're not functional. Uh, they're just not gorgeous to look at. They're new, not new out of the box. They don't have that new gun smell. Uh, <laughs> no, no, they have a very different smell. <laughs> yeah, oh. uh, but uh, you know, it doesn't mean that that they don't shoot well. They don't, you know, fulfill the purpose they were originally designed for. You know, we could carry this revolver till it will continue to function. I mean, same thing with the with the 
the 22. You know, it's a bolt action 22. You got to do an awful lot to hurt it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we never, we, we might worry about a revolver locking up correctly or, or, you know, being aligned, but a bolt action 22 rifle, mm, not a lot to worry about. Probably outlive me. If it drops yeah. the pin, uh, <laughs> the pin <laughs> drops on it when you go click and, and it's all the way to the end, you know, and it's, uh, it's it's pretty you're you're okay you know if the barrel looks halfway decent in inside uh the outside doesn't matter so much unless they're dense and stuff like that this one is not uh, no they're they're shootable more than shootable and and one of the things uh, that that you can do is and that we enjoy doing very much is buying inexpensive guns that are actually good quality you know, the both of these were name brands for their time, um, well-respected brands, in fact. They still are as f- every bit as functional as they were. You get a lot of enjoyment out of them shooting the rounds. Um, we did the same thing with shotguns. We'd buy shotguns that were pretty old, you know, but it's still, and, and this is the part that, that always made sense to us, is you're shooting the same round as a new gun. You're shooting the same round as something that costs 800 or 900 or a thousand dollars. It does the same things. You just paid nothing for it. And in some cases it has better steel. You know, that's, I found that to be true actually. Not always, not always, not but always. half the time, you know, so. especially if you get old stuff like we do. Uh, so it's, uh, they're, they're going to be great, but we're going to start with the steel uh, that's you always want to stop the rust first. If there's if there's any kind of problem, you you want to stop the rust first. We had uh, I'll tell you this story before we close out here, but um, we bought a Browning. Uh, in fact, I think it was a what was it, a BPS. Yeah, uh, we bought a Browning. We wondered why it was inexpensive. We wondered why somebody would trade it in because it looked great. Um, we found out. We found out. Uh, it if we'd have let that thing sit for a year in the closet the way it was. It, I'm it not sure been, we could have shot it. I, I'm not sure it would have been good. Uh, luckily, Buona brought it out in the light and saw it and immediately sent it over. We got we stopped the rust, got rid of it, um, all that kind of thing. It has some pitting, and the pitting will will be there. You know, you can see it, but it's much better than it was. But it'll, it'll stop the rust. But I it mean, stops the rust, but, yeah. And, and it's still functional, and it, it's still browning, and it's a lovely shotgun. Uh, you know, full choke system on it. Um, yeah, it's it's you know, a brown- interchangeable choke. It's a Browning BPS for a, which you know is not side loaded. A, it's all bottom loaded, bottom ejector. It's it's a beautiful world class hunting shotgun. It really is. I mean, it's it's just it's literally in in the top the top echelon. So it's not my favorite, but that's no. <laughs> which is funny because I thought it would be. I thought it would be. I really did, but no. it's it's not even close, really. Um, which but is, I like it. You can't have it. Yeah. Well, that's okay. Uh, that's, I wasn't interested in the brown, but the, and of course the one he shoots is a rescue gun, uh, which we described, uh, last Earlier. time. Yeah. So they wind up, at least for me, they wind up being my favorites cause you, you put a lot of work in them and you get to know the gun. Uh, you know, everything about it because you've taken it apart and you've had to fix it, uh, or at least had your hands on it. So, they're they're a lot of fun. You can get into to any sport, any gun related sport, cheaply. This way, that way, you you know, if you want to test out what it's going to be like later with a very expensive, very high powered gun, you can get in cheap. You don't even have to fix it. Just You're, go buy a cheap one. We've already told them that. 
But other cash. Blah, 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 blah. So he's he's just grumpy because I'm eyeing his pistol. That's all that and is. And he gets to play with it first because he's going to yeah. start the bluing stuff. <laughs> uh, he'll, he'll hand me to sandpaper. The steel paper, comes to me. He, yeah. But the bluing stuff he'll do. So he gets it anyway. Here, have the sandpaper. Sit down. Watch football game. Go sand. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> Swell. You just leave the pistol here. It'll be fine. Everything will be great. Uh, we're we're kind of excited to go through the process, both uh, with new guns and uh, show you guys how simple it is, because it is simple. There's just uh, some. We're figuring a couple things. of casts just, to, just I, to. I think so. I think so. I, I think at least one on the bluing and maybe one on checkering. Mm-hmm. Maybe one on the grips if I don't. Well, you chop could do, them in half. You could do one on wood refinishing and yeah. stuff like that for guns because it is a little bit yeah. different. Um, yeah. But you pick up the right supplies and it doesn't take very long. Okay. Well, actually, let me rephrase that. It's not difficult. It does take a long time. It, it does because you're not a long time, but it's not. It's necessar- not an afternoon. <laughs> yeah, it's not necessarily. And that's where I was headed. It's not. Yeah, let's start it. You know, after lunch and finish it for dinner. Yeah, I don't have much patience. And for me, a long time is a couple of days, and it will take uh, three to four days to really probably finish, figure uh, two weekends, maybe three. Yeah, just the just the wood. Just the wood. If you're if you're really finishing, I would, for I would a high think gloss. the same thing on the steel for the most part. Steel may go a little quicker depending on the pits, but as rusty as these are, this is not a one one afternoon job. No, either one of them. No, it's really a one afternoon to take them down, and another afternoon yeah. to to reblow them. Really. So we'll talk about having to uh, strip all the bluing off of them, uh, what to strip, what not to strip. You know, precautions, eye and and hands, obviously rubber gloves, things like that. All of that is is kind of what we set this up to do, which is why we got these. Uh, just to share with you that it is simple. Uh, it's not quick, but it's it can be enjoyable. Uh, it doesn't have to be perfect. Uh, by the way, you didn't get a perfect gun when you bought it. <laughs> so it doesn't have to be perfect when you finish it. Uh, it just has to be, in reality, better than when you got it. Absolutely. Also, it allows you the ability to, when you take your not absolutely perfect uh, perhaps gun back out and or you take it in the field or sling it over your shoulder and take it out and get a nick or a scratch or get something on it or get it wet you can fix it again and it's just fine as a matter of fact sometimes the second time you fix it is better because you go you know what i should have done i'm going to do that now yep and we have several shotguns that we've done that too <laughs> yep that's actually true you know what i didn't like that let's do it this way this time and it works you out better strip that off again <laughs> Jesus, Sean, you're down to like, it'll be a toothpick. <laughs> no, 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 that'd be great. Oh, uh, yeah, just put a recoil pad on it. It'll look right. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Right. It's, that's a, it's, that happened. Yeah. <laughs> How much are you going to take? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Looks great. Looks great. I love it. I don't want to shoot it. <laughs> yeah, but you can say that about most of my guns. We have very different tastes, and you will, too. Uh, in fact, we got a, uh, a thing from uh, Jake the other day, and, and he was just, oh, this is all your fault. You know, I'm trying to take my black guns, you know, my synthetic guns, and turn them into wood-based guns. This sucks. You know, you got, I was all happy until I listened to this and how cheap you could do it. Yes, you can. 
We are sorry, Jim. Yeah, that's... We didn't mean to do that, especially <laughs> with black guns, because <laughs> you know how we feel about that. You know how I feel about it anyway. But uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you you can uh, you can get some really, really nice, high-class-looking stuff with this, and people will wind up... You'll show up with a bunch of your friends, and they go, what is that? You know, because one... It's not the standard thing that everybody that you can't go buy a you know twenty five year old Lakefield at at a big box store. They don't have them. What is that? Nice savage. No, it's not. It's not a savage. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I bet you a box of shells. It's not. Yeah, <laughs> get a free box. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so there's there's all kind. Of, also, you can run into the thing where you finish them nicer than they were from the factory. And people want them. Then. Yeah, that's uh, we've. Can I have that? Mm. No, no. How much you pay for it? It's not, it's worth more than I paid for it now. <laughs> What's that so, thing we bought? The FIE is. Like oh that. God, the FIE is just amazing. I think. God, a pic- do just, we have pictures of that somewhere? Should, uh, the FIE? No, I don't think I posted them on the site. You might want to do that along with this. Yeah, it, it, it turned out amazing. But uh, we will. Of course, we don't have before pictures of it, do we? No, that was before we started the cast. Yeah. You know, so uh, uh, well before that, yeah, <laughs> a couple of years maybe. That was one of the first ones. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was uh, that was the that was after the uh, that was right after your your Winchester, wasn't it? Wasn't yes. It the second gun you bought after the yes, Winchester, it was the second yeah. gun I bought. Uh, so second shot. Hadn't gun. been that long, but no, we still we were it was before we th- several years. Yeah, yeah, several years. Uh, so. It can be a lot of fun. You can get some really high-grade stuff for not a lot of money. And we wanted to show you the process that we use to do that. As as he winds down, I just wanted to say thank you. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, hurry it up, hurry it up, hurry it up. I'm going to stop him there to say thank you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Tell me I don't know how to manage him. Yeah, yeah, I'll edit all your stuff out anyway. It doesn't matter. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> won't get the pistol that Bonna, way. what do you think? Uh, uh, That's great, Bonna. Uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what pistol? You never said anything about a pistol I don't pistol think we covered that one, did we? <laughs> you don't even have a pistol. Did you buy that? You got a receipt? <laughs> no, I don't think you. So oh, yeah. In, yeah, you did. Yeah. yeah, but mom took it, you know. Oh, we'll never see that again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you don't have a receipt. I don't have a receipt, yeah. <laughs> it's mom's gun. I'll have to make a deal with her for it. Uh, <laughs> All right, well, you guys, uh, this is going to be a little a small series, and uh, we're going into metal work next, and we will... Bonnie, you got anything else? No, we'll just do pictures of the, the pre pre uh pre-work so you can have a look at that and see uh, how bad i'm not sure they do all of the misery justice but no uh, i mean the pictures normally clean things up a little bit but trust <laughs> me they're they're not great so other than that thanks for listening and we will uh, catch you next time on behalf of bona and i thank you for listening thank you for downloading If you're interested in more content like this or podcasts, check us out at hawksideguns.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.